one thing that we get to do that no other creature on the planet can do is that we get to add value by creating things. And I went from $40 million in revenue to watching everything that I had built for God get sold. You've got to make sure that your identity is solidly rooted in who you are in Christ and not in having money. I sold my company and I really had a hard time getting out of bed. Maybe been a long year, maybe been a hard life, maybe you're not alright. Faith-driven entrepreneurs to do what they want to do have to understand what God has given them. There's winners and learners, not winners and losers. I feel like I was chosen to be on this show for a reason and I had to do something. Like we are addicted to comfort. And he's called me into really difficult positions. That's what he's told me to walk into. People like you, people like me. This is where we all find grace. Come on now. Entrepreneurship can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be. This podcast and the whole ministry seeks to equip you, the faith-driven entrepreneur, to seize the unique opportunities that God has placed in front of you and overcome the challenges that life will throw your way. These are the stories of how he takes broken things and makes them new. Come for the podcast, stay for the community. Welcome to Faith Driven Entrepreneur. Welcome back, everyone, to the Faith Driven Entrepreneur podcast. I'm Rusty. You know, most people wouldn't compare being a professional athlete to being an entrepreneur or even an investor. However, New York Giants linebacker Jalen Smith joins us today and reveals just how similar they truly are. Jalen Smith began his NFL career in 2017 playing with the Dallas Cowboys. Even at a young age, Jalen was noticed for his athleticism and his talent, being named Mr. Football in the state of Indiana. That's the state where I grew up. And then winning the spot as linebacker his freshman year at Notre Dame. But his success doesn't end there. Jalen's entrepreneurial spirit drove him to start the Minority Entrepreneurship Institute, which has awarded $1.2 million to 13 minority-owned companies since inception. And his own eyewear company, CEV Collection, named for his signature phrase, Clear Eye View, is doing great. In addition, Jalen also serves as a board member of Cohatch, a co-working and event space with 30-plus locations where he is helping entrepreneurs find the resources they need to succeed. Jalen joins us today to talk about how he overcame what could have been a career-ending injury and what he's doing off the gridiron to inspire change and invest in the next generation of rising entrepreneurs. Let's listen in. Welcome back. Uh, We are so excited that you took the time to join us today, to take the time out of your day to listen to what God's people are doing through investing throughout the world. And we are just so excited about our guest today. We're so excited about the conversation that we get to have. And we're pleased that you joined us. Grateful that you're here. Always grateful for our audience uh, coming in. And today we get the incredible, incredible, exciting opportunity to welcome in Jalen Smith from the Dallas Cowboys. How are you, Jalen? Man, I am blessed. Uh, Definitely blessed and highly favored. I'm thankful to be able to speak with you today. That's wonderful, man. Well, we're grateful for you and we're grateful for what you're doing. We're going to get into that a little bit. And as our audience knows, 
one of the first places we would love to start uh, is probably going to be shocking for audience. I went to Alabama. So the fact that I'm not going to start with a football conversation is a big thing, uh, but I'm going to save our audience that right now. Uh, Jalen was a, was a star at Notre Dame and a first round draft pick. And we're going to get into that. I'm sure in a story, but we would love to start there. Jalen, tell us a little bit, who are you? Where did you come from? How did you end up where you are today? And how is God walking alongside you? Yeah. Uh, Jalen Smith, uh, linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm a Midwest brother from the Hoosier State, born and raised in Fort Wayne, Indiana. My whole dad's side of my family is from Uniontown, Alabama, so he's an Alabama fan. Ah, um, so definitely some connections there, but I believe blue and gold. I'm a Golden Domer. It's just an uh, incredible experience is being from a basketball state, but and we play some football as well. Uh, up there, especially up there in South Bend, Indiana. And um, it's just been a, a wonderful journey entering my sixth year in the National Football League. I've dealt with adversity. I've dealt with adversity and I've been able to, to have a clear eye view. I've been able to have a focused vision, uh, determined belief, and earn dreams. That's really what's helped me get to where I am today on all the battles uh, you know, that I've kind of endured and, and persevered through all by the grace of God and, and then putting in work. So I'm just, like I said, I'm happy to be here today to speak with you all and just to have a conversation, man. This, this is dope. Ha, it's fun. And, 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 and tell us a little bit. So, so obviously you've got the athletics and we're going to jump into that. You know, where did faith and work come into your world? Where did God kind of push you down your, your professional journey that, you know, obviously we're going to get into what you're doing on the side of being a professional football player, which takes a lot of time. Where did those intersections happen in your life to where uh, you started seeing that there could be, you know, good, holy work in the marketplace? I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, probably since I was about 11 years old. And I fell in love with the business aspect and not having a lot of knowledge of it, but just understanding that that's a way that I could be able to shed light and put smiles on people's faces through that education. It's all about freedom, the financial literacy, the financial freedom. I developed some mentors along the way. My first mentor, Michael Lito, became my mentor since I was 13 years old. Now he's my business manager operating out of a family office that he owns called Rise Sports Advisors, which helps athletes become entrepreneurs and, and run themselves like entities, providing governance, expert partners, et cetera, et cetera. For me, my cousin, uh, Eugene Parker, rest in peace, was arguably the greatest NFL agent of all time. He represented Deion Sanders. He represented Emmitt Smith, Larry Fitzgerald, Curtis Martin, Dre Lewis, Rob Woodson, a bunch of guys, Hall of Fame players. And he kind of taught me how to understand the value of cost. And just through platforms, being able to gain access to quality relationships, quality deal flow through going to an amazing high school, Bishop Boers High School, where we won four state championships, by the way. And then Wow. Had, then that's a, that's Notre, four for four. Yeah, man. Then headed to Notre Dame to be a part of a global institute, you know, in then the transition to play for the Dallas Cowboys, America's team which is the most valued franchise in all of sports, any sport. So all of these things I've learned from those of the utmost high. I'm a sponge and I soak everything in. And it's all about minimizing the mistakes and growing, man. So 
it's an everyday process for me. Like I said, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and God has blessed me with the gift to be able to play the game I love that you know, I've been playing since I was seven years old. So it's a wonderful thing, man. That is. And I'm curious, was there something specific that triggered, you know, wanting to be an entrepreneur at such a young age? I, I don't I don't think that's super common. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, just really 10, 11 years old. You know, did you start a business? Did somebody shed light on that journey? Was there something specific or was it just kind of in you and you just felt that from the Lord? Yeah, um, something that was just in me, honestly, and developed through time. My mom always preached to me on being observant, always seeing through a different lens and then through work with my mentors, just learning how to think, understanding that it's okay to think. The concept, the value of that is so critical and crucial to our growth as humans. You know, I'm just blessed to know that I'm on the right path. And, you know, I'm just constantly seeking peace. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I want to transition a little bit and hear how, you know, a, a setback really could have shaped, you know, your life a little bit. And your senior at college, I feel like I was watching this game. I just remember this. You know, you were projected top five draft pick. Uh, you know, everything in the world was going incredibly well. And then you had a season-ending injury, which if I remember right, it wasn't even season-ending. I mean, this was, you know, probably going to hold you out of your first year of the NFL as well. I yes. Mean, it was a devastating Injury. Yeah. How did that change you? How did that change your view of life? Just could you walk us yeah. through that season of life? Really just understanding that, you know, injury is a threat. You know, when you're playing the last gladiator sport that I play in football, it's something that I was definitely aware of, but I didn't think that I would get hurt in my final collegiate game. Fiesta Bowl is a bowl game, Notre Dame versus Ohio State had no intentions of or understanding that that would be when I would get hurt. But it was a career-threatening injury, ACL, LCL. But the severity of it was I had peroneal nerve damage, which gave me drop foot. So I couldn't lift my foot up for about a year. Wow. I still, I stepped out on faith. I still entered the NFL draft. I was going to be a top three pick. And, you know, because of the injury, I got word that I would fall out of the first round and probably be drafted the next day. I didn't know when or where I was going to be drafted, but I just needed one team to take a chance on me, and I would make sure that they got their return on their investment. And that's what the Cowboys did. The Cowboys took a chance on me, and I'm just happy to continue to be delivering. In that moment, it was all about my clear eye view. It was all about my clear eye view, which is my core values. It's how I live my life how I walk through life. And it's broken down into three pillars, uh, focused vision, a determined belief, and earned dreams. Um, a focused vision is just about having a laser beam focus, really being able to see clearly, you know, what you want to accomplish, where you're trying to go, what's that next step, being in the present. A determined belief is the second pillar, and that's about a belief capacity. It's about a belief in God, that he has your back, um, a belief in yourself, a belief in others. You know, understanding that there are people out there who do believe in you and who are riding for you. And then finally, that third pillar is about earned dreams. It's about sweat equity. It's about how bad do you want it? It's about, you know, what work are you willing to put in, you know, to accomplish that? So I think everyone should have a clear eye view. 
in all aspects of life, whether you're a firefighter, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're a, a janitor, doesn't matter the profession. Everyone should have a clear eye view. It'll help you persevere. It'll help ground you, for sure. So that's how I live my life. That's really what's helped me. By the grace of God, I'm just thankful, man. Mm. Amen. Yeah, it had to be an amazing time. I remember watching the draft, too. I love the draft, and I remember you know, when they said you were going to go early second round and just, you know, it was, it was a big story. It was a big story that they took a chance on you there and, and you have earned their return, made a pro bowl. I mean, I'm curious though, can you walk us through that moment? We don't have many people on the show that have gotten a call from specifically, as you mentioned, the greatest franchise and one of the most well-known owners, if not the most well-known owner in the game as well. What, what was that moment like when Jerry called? I mean, did a face of him pop up on the caller ID and you were like, oh my gosh, that's him. Well, I was actually talking to Jerry yesterday, by the way, but um, I just walked in to my draft party and I was selected maybe like seven minutes after I walked in because I was third pick in the draft on that second day. Right. So it was like boom, boom. But when draft started, I sat down by my brother, Rod Smith, who was actually playing for the Cowboys at the time. As soon as I sat down, maybe a minute later, I got a call and it, it was 214. And a 214 number, that's a Dallas number. Mind you, I had surgery by the Cowboys physician four months prior. So they had a little more inside information on my healing process and the, and the operation and things of that nature. But um, to see that it was a 214 number, understanding that it was me and my brother's dad's favorite team, you know, America's team, the Cowboys. And then the fact that he was on the team, it was like, wow. I'm going to get a chance to play with my brother, <laughs> you know? So that was just the first thing that was going through my mind and answer the phone and it's Jerry Jones. And it's like, you know, everybody hears about Jerry Jones, but you know, you get a chance to really talk to him. It's like, okay, it's extra confirmation. Oh, that's amazing. That's like dreams coming true on top of dreams coming true. Not only to the NFL, but with your brother to the Cowboys, what an amazing story that God was weaving there. And, you know, especially through crisis. And, you know, unfortunately, I found in my life that God speaks the loudest during crisis sometimes and during struggles. Is there one or two things, maybe as you reflect back on that season that you could share with our audience that maybe God was was teaching you? It might have been in, in your points earlier. So apologies if I'm asking you to repeat things, but just wonder if there's a couple of things that God taught you during that time that you might want to share. Um, God taught me faith. He taught me resilience. He taught me patience the most. Patience. He taught me awareness. He taught me presence, how to be present because I had no choice and I had to face it. I, this was, that was the first time the first love of my life, football, was taken away from me, honestly. I have never been hurt. You know, I've been playing since I was seven years old. That's when I made the decision that I was going to play in the National Football League. So I've been laser beam focused on this dream. So really, I, I learned a lot and I'm still learning to this day because constantly healing, constantly working this world. There's so many things that has happened in this world in that past year, year and a half that you just got to make sure you're your faith is right. You got to make sure your belief capacity is right. And like I said, what helps me is my clear view. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to move over to investing a little bit. You know, I would love to hear just 
you know, investing is, is sort of taking the world by storm. I feel like it's happening in a lot of different spheres. I feel like every day, you know, even, even this morning, I saw, you know, Kevin Durant invested in this and Tom Brady invested in a crypto exchange uh, with Giselle FTX. I'm curious in investing in the NFL. I mean, you can give us some insight here. Is this something people are talking about a lot or is it still yes. a niche industry? Yeah, tell us more. It's definitely a niche industry, but the conversation is being brought up more. A lot of players are understanding that our careers are short and there's life after football and there's power in having more than one, you know, revenue stream of income. It's okay to be more than an employee, but it requires work. It requires education. It requires trust in a team because you can't do it alone. We don't have the time to do it all on our own, you know, due to our main thing, which is employees, you know, and playing our profession, but there's so much, room for growth out here that I think it's just a matter of time before, you know, everybody's on board with it. So we're learning, we're learning. Access matters and equity matters. Equity creates freedom. So I'm, I'm happy with where we're headed. We just got to keep grinding, got to keep digging. Absolutely. And uh, I want to switch now to the Minority Entrepreneurs Institute. I know we got connected through a good friend, Jay Hine at Sagamore. Well, I know he's been working with you a little bit on this. Could you tell us a little bit and tell our audience, where did the idea for Minority Entrepreneurs Institute come from? How did it get started? Really, um, like I said, becoming an entrepreneur and having this access to all quality deal flow, doing a lot of alternative investing getting in some deals as an LP, as a GP, getting some returns, um, getting dividend payouts. As I'm experiencing all of this, and I was just thinking to myself, you know, how can I provide this access or this creative marketplace for people who look like me that don't have the Notre Dame background or connection or the Dallas Cowboy affiliation and connection a platform, a huge platform that I have. There's so many people that look like me that, that have great and tremendous ideas that can add value to our world, but they don't have the access to financial funding, to mentorship, to help with putting together their infrastructure or strategic execution plan. You know, I was just thinking about how can I help provide that? How can I help fix this scandal? There's a, a educational and a wealth gap that exists in this world today. And that's why I created the Minority Entrepreneurship Institute to help close the economic and educational gap. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And could you tell us a little bit more? What are the initiatives? You know, what does the program yes. look like? And just to take us down a layer deeper. Yes. So there's two parts. We have educational summits and we have venture pitches. Venture pitches is, is a Shark Tank type of vibe and really investing in the Black and Brown, the Latinx community. We're opening up marketplaces each year. We've opened up Indiana, we've opened up Texas, and this year we'll be opening up the Florida marketplace, having our third annual venture pitch July 9th this year in Tampa, Florida. It's going to be an amazing event where last year we raised a total of $600,000 invested in the five companies, five vegetable companies. Jay Hines has been amazing in helping me with the structure of MEI, helping me with doing the due diligence with him and his amazing group, uh, Sagamore Institute, you know, to find our goal is to find vestable companies that impact investors can believe and invest in. So it's a marketplace. We're growing. Myself, I've committed two and a half million dollars over the next 10 years 
you know, towards this. So I'm, I'm acting as a lead investor. I'm a believer and we're getting some great traction. So definitely anybody that wants to be involved or hear more, please reach out. Like I said, we're just trying to help close the economic and educational gap that exists in this world. So it's, it's really a blessing. Yeah, and we'll link to everything here. So, you know, if you want to find more information, uh, you know, that should be easy to find and, and always let us know if you can't and you want to learn more. Uh, digging in, so we've had a few guests, you know, coming at this from different angles. I'd love your view. What, what are the needs of minority entrepreneurs, you know, that you're hoping to be able to give access to? You know, how are they different at some level or, or are they not and they just need more notoriety? Just Walk us through some of the people you've met and, and how you're trying to structure the program and, and what exactly you're trying to provide that maybe the world's not given right now. All creativity. These companies and people that we're investing in, they have vestable companies. They've either started or they're beginning to start. And they have an amazing plan, a team behind them, a vision on where they want to go. And you just need some assistance. And we all need help in some form or shape. There's just been a huge lack in the black and brown community. So I'm just trying to fill that void and that scan. These are all people with great ideas, great companies that are fixing to be successful and just need help. So there's no real format other than that. There's all different companies that we invest in. All creativity. There's no real shot. It just has to be you know, one of your goals has to be able to really make a community impact as well. So mm. My team does a great job at helping really do due diligence on each deal in each company. So it's definitely a team effort for sure. That's amazing. That's amazing. And so, you know, as we come to a close, Jalen, unfortunately, we have to come to a close. We'd love, always our closing question is, we'd love to hear, you know, kind of where you are right now in your life and what God might be teaching you, you know, is there anything specific that uh, just sort of in this season that you're walking through? Yes. God has been teaching me truth, truth. For me, um, it's it's extremely important for me to operate off the truth. When I'm truthful in every aspect, it brings peace to my life. And that's really what I've been focused on, especially these first two quarters is just peace, a peace of mind, a wholeness as a human being. And just doing things the right way and being myself, really exploring and tapping into my creativity and just, you know, being someone who's who's doing right. So that's that's really where I'm at. I'm thankful God is using me and I love him. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a, a gift. We do encourage everyone to check out MEI and what's going on. Like I said, we'll have links there, but just please, you know, check out what Jalen and his team are doing. Yes. And if you want to get yes, involved. Yes. Uh, get involved. Don't stop. Uh, push forward and make that call and get involved in what uh, the great work they're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Be safe. We are grateful for the opportunity to serve the community and see listeners come in from more than 100 countries. Entrepreneurship is often a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be. The best way to stay connected is to join a group study with other faith-driven entrepreneurs like yourself. There's no cost, no catch. In person or online, you can meet for an hour a week with your peers from your backyard or the other side of the world. You can also stay connected by signing up for our monthly newsletter at faithdrivenentrepreneur.org. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of many of our friends. Executive producer Justin Foreman, intro mixed and arranged by Summer Dregs, audio and editing by Richard Barley, our theme song is In the House by David Crowder. 